Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 387 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Amanda Shore. Amanda lives in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and she is a realtor and a mom, and she also just self-published a book called ADHD Chronicles, 47 Years of Extra Explained. Welcome, Amanda. Hey, Jen. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Well, you know, I love everything about that because realtor, did you know I was a realtor for one year? Did I have ever talk no. about that? No. Yeah. I did not I, know that. I was a teacher and a realtor. It was before I had kids and you just okay. can't really do both. But I loved, I love everything about houses, buying houses, selling houses. So many people that come into real estate from education in the medical field are so equipped. Yeah. Because of the organization and the multitasking and, you know, all that kind of thing. So, and people, we love people. It's not too late. You could still do it. <laughs> Maybe 
mandate. Like literally, I think I would have really enjoyed that if I ever stopped doing intermittent fasting related publications. But right now, yeah. I couldn't do it. But I loved it. And also, you live in Winston-Salem, where I went to college. So I live a county over. I work okay. out of Winston-Salem, and nobody recognizes my county, so I just typically say Winston-Salem. I but it. I live in Yadkin County. But also ADHD. You know, looking oh, yes. back in hindsight, I recognize I am typically ADHD. People were not identifying little girls with it back in the nope. 70s. Not but. at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, we're, we're born in seventy-five, to... and so many of my so many of my contemporaries are having this self-discovery now too, and it's that's part of why I, I am so passionate about talking about it because we we need people to understand that this is how they are and this is how God made them, and that's all there is to it. So, and it's how anyway. our brains work differently. I guess yep, everyone else recognized it because our senior superlatives. We had like a tradition at my high school where everybody got a senior senior superlative of one type or another. There was like a committee that did them. Mine was most hyperactive. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, everybody else recognized it whether I did or not. Any, I can tell we're going to have a great conversation. So let's let's start with, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? So first, let me say, never lose your giggle. Your giggle makes me smile every day. Well, thank you. Um, you have the cutest giggle ever. But anyway, so I can't decide really if it was 2018, 2019, but it was somewhere in there. And there is a real estate agent named Linda McKissick, who is very big in in the company that I work for. And she's basically my mentor, even though she's never met me. And if Linda says do it, I do it. And so she has a podcast with her business partner. And she was talking one day about going and teaching and how her energy was so much better when she fasted. And I was actually, when I was listening to it, I was doing like a, a marathon of the podcast in the car on the way to teach a class in another state. And so this really piqued my interest. And she mentioned you specifically. Oh, wow. So I literally, the next time I pulled over to get gas, pulled you up on my phone and pulled up your podcast and started listening to it. And I was like, this is huge because my main concern at the time was energy. You know, I love to teach and I love to, to mentor and that kind of thing. And I can, I, I would go for a couple of hours and then just hit a wall. Right. Well, now I go, I can go all day. And the mental clarity is amazing and just the the focus and the energy and the happiness and the joy. It just makes a huge difference. That's really great. So Linda McKissick, real, yes. I haven't heard of her, but I bet I would She's really amazing. enjoy listening to her. Mm-hmm. Very motivational, I guess. So her podcast is um, Everything Life in Real Estate. And so okay. they, they talk a lot about real estate, but then they just also talk a lot about just life. Like she just recorded one. Her business partner just turned 40, Dana Gentry, and she just recorded one thing she wished she had known when she was 40. And I can't wait to listen to that. Oh, that does sound good. Oh, mm-hmm. I would like to go back and tell my younger self a lot of things. Right? Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> so many things. One of them yes. would be intermittent fasting. But so that's how she piqued your interest. She talked about yes. the energy. Yes. And I started baby steps. I mean, I, I I never had been the kind of person that like woke up hungry. Breakfast food is my favorite food in the whole wide world, but not at breakfast time. Right. And so for me to just just have black coffee up until, you know, lunchtime or whatever was no big deal. And so I just started, depending on what I was doing that day, you know, I would open my window at 12 or 1 or 2 or, or whenever I got done with appointments or got done with, with class or whatever. And then... Ate what, ate what I wanted because I was very much into the don't deny, don't deny, don't right. deny. <laughs> and then, you know, would cut my window off at 
you know, seven or, or eight or something like that. And I did lose a little bit of weight, but I just couldn't believe how much better I felt. I was right. sleeping better. It was crazy. So that's how I, that's how I got started with it. So then a couple years later, well, it was after, it was after COVID. So it was two or three years later, we were at the soccer field one day and my son who is seven now, but would have been four or five at the time was playing soccer and I needed to go to the restroom and I couldn't get myself up the hill Ooh. to the restroom. And I was like, Manda, I'm a late bloomer as far as having children. So I'm, I'm 40, am I 48? I'm 48 with, am I, I'm 48. Yes, I'm 48. I had to ask okay, myself sorry. that the other day. I cannot I'm like, believe what, I have to what do that. What year is it? I and what? so turned into my mom. But anyway, <laughs> I was, at the time, I was like, oh my word, you're 47 or you're 45 and you have this four-year-old and you can't even get up a hill. What's mm-hmm. going on? So I started, I went back to Linda and I looked up some of her podcasts that had to do with like clean eating and things mm-hmm. like that. And I found out about this four-week fast start detox, so to speak. And so I, through that, anyway, long story short, through that, I ended up finding out that a lot of things I ate on a daily basis that I thought were super healthy were actually not agreeable with my body at all. Uh It was very much an individualized bio-nutrition program. And And this is one that she does? Is it one that she she did it? She did. It's it's RCA. It was RCA Nutrition. I don't remember the the formal name of it, but it was okay. So it's life, a program she went through. Yes, and, so and she, then she was, I had to do it because, and then she you know, was talking about it. Right? Okay, because right. I know people are going to want to know. People always want to know yeah. everything, but it was mm-hmm. it was something Linda was doing that she found out about called RCA Nutrition, and it was personalized, mm-hmm. basically figuring yes. out what works for your body. You know, I am a giant fan. It of that. is it is huge, huge, huge mm-hmm. about bio individuality and that yep. kind of thing. And I just realized that so many of the things, like I said, that I was eating on a daily basis were greatly inflaming my body. And so I gradually cut some things out. And and as I did that and started eating better foods for my body, excuse me, and started eating better foods for my body and more nutritious foods, it was so much easier to tighten that window. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I open my window now typically with a bag of like the mini peppers, you know the little the little yeah, sweet mini I love peppers. Those. Okay, those yeah. are my, those are my crack. And if I do that, the rest of my window is so easy and and so much shorter. And it's I realize it's because I'm meeting my nutritional needs, so I'm yeah. not constantly going after something else, something else, something else. That is really so important. That that study that um, I re- I referenced in Cleanish about the the pediatrician from decades ago. They would never let anybody do this study now, but these kids. We're yes. able to, they just let them create their own plate based on they offered these things. And the, the kids like crafted a nutrient, whatever they needed, and right. they were able to figure it out. And they, they stopped eating when they'd had enough. And so it really is true that mm-hmm. our bodies are searching for nutrients. Mm-hmm. If I open my window with something that's not nutrient dense, I just want to keep eating. Yes. It's, now, it's are you dipping those peppers in anything or just eating the peppers? No, I just eat those suckers. I'd be oh, dipping them in hummus because, you know, I, I got I'll do that sometimes, definitely. Yeah. But typically, I just grab the little bag. Like, I've got my bag right now on the floor next to me. And um, I'll eat them at, you know, 2 o'clock or whatever because I don't have to worry about keeping them refrigerated. And it's yep. just fabulous. So. Well, now I'm like really interested in some little peppers. I do love those little peppers. <laughs> I love I love the crunch. I love the yeah. crunch. And then they're sweet and I, they're just kind of the best of both worlds. So Yum. So tell but me anyway, about that so, a little bit. What did you find out was inflammatory for you? I'm, you know, so I'm interested very, in, in very bio-individuality. Much, 
No, I get it completely. It very much gluten and I do not get along. I know that some people can have gluten and that's fine, but, and I do not have celiac, you know, or mm-hmm. anything like that, but it just does not work for me. Um, eggs that I ate every day because we had chickens. Yeah. They, within five, literally, literally within five minutes of eating eggs, my eyes start to water. I start to feel hot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really neat as you gradually introduce these things. You had to do a lot of journaling and, and a lot of note taking. And so as I gradually introduced these things back into my diet, seeing how they affected me just blew my mind. So biggies were gluten, um, cow dairy, and then specific foods were eggs, Beans, which made me super sad because I love me some beans. And some beans are worse than others, so I still eat a lot of beans. But um, anyway, over over the course of that and then the tightening my window, I lost 40 pounds and just could not believe how much better I felt. I think that's a very important message. And, you know, in Delay, Don't Deny and Fast, Feast, Repeat and Cleanish and all of them, I do talk about that food is important. But I think a lot of people miss that message, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I have a chapter on it in Fast Feast Repeat, eat whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, most books about intermittent fasting or any kind of lifestyle are going to tell you, here's your food list. Mm-hmm. You must be this and or I that, or, right? <laughs> Me too. And that's mm-hmm. what's different about this is that there is no food list. You've got to figure it out. But that should not be interpreted as eat as much as you want of anything that you can find just because it tastes good because our bodies are different. Your body needed to have a change in what you were eating to release those 40 pounds and the inflammation that eating those things that didn't work for your body caused. Yes. And the inflammation is the big part. I mean, I'm thrilled that I lost the weight, but just feeling so much better. And, you know, I know that I, the example I gave with the eggs, when I would eat those, I would have that immediate response. Some things it would take a couple of days. So I still weigh daily, not because I want to necessarily know my weight, but because I want to see what I ate the day before, if it if, if it's inflaming me or not. Yeah, that's um, me and chicken. And I know, you, yeah. Yep. If I had something and, you know, the next day, for some reason, I'm three pounds up, I yep. know, okay, my body's not reacting well to this. And it's just made a huge difference. That really is. Have you heard me talk about chicken and me? Yes. yes. It was like when I was doing way before intermittent fasting, but when I was doing the crazy like HCG diet, whatever. Oh, yeah. When I would, like I was weighing every day and say, I mean, I was you're eating like 500 calories a day. Not recommended. Please don't do it. But at first, chicken broth, I would sip on chicken broth. And then, you know, it's like, well, it's the sodium. Well, it's whatever. So I got like organic chicken no additives, made my own from scratch, didn't add salt. Every time I would have it, my weight would shoot up by a few pounds overnight, exactly like that. So that is a really good test, that that weight popping up for no reason. And it's just so real. It it really is. And I can look at my hands now too and know if I'm inflamed, you know, that you're kind puffy. of thing. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. And well, I mean, I think I'm that's 48 important. with a seven-year-old. I got to keep up with him. And I yeah. have two teenagers that are all over the place. And, you know, I just don't have time to not be able to walk up the hill. Yeah, I love that. But you did so. an elimination protocol. And I think that is mm-hmm. the best way because people, you know, want to know. And your body told you. So with an elimination totally. protocol, you eliminate and then you add them back in and test and see what happens. You know, people want to know, you know, is there a blood test you can do? Like there's a company that will test your blood and tell you these are the things that are inflammatory. I don't think those are really those really work. And I did one of those and it didn't say anything was inflammatory. Yeah, exactly. And I know things are. 
So. Exactly. I don't think those really work. I've heard Tim Spector talk about those. He's not a fan of them. And, you know, he he likes things that are based on science. But mm-hmm. really, the best way is is an elimination protocol. All right. So mm-hmm. you you changed up what you were eating, started eating foods that worked better for your body, eliminated those that were inflammatory, and you lost 40 pounds. Over what period of time did you drop those 40 pounds? So I did the elimination. So when I first started fasting, I immediately lost like five, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But then when I did the elimination thing, that was a couple of years ago. And it was right about this time of year. And the first week, so they had a rule that like the first week, if you lost more than nine pounds, that meant that you were super duper, uber inflamed. Right. And so you needed to get to continue the first week. And even though that just made me so sad because the first week's pretty rough, I lost 13 pounds. Oh my gosh. Which again, I know it's not pounds. It was just, it was just yuck. I did it over a period. So I did it. I followed it. I did the second week. I did the first week again. And then I did the second, third and fourth week according to plan and then just kind of stayed with it. And I would say within six months or so, um, lost the 40 pounds. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. That's really huge because you're right. We don't lose, like you can't lose 13 pounds of fat in one week. You can't. You can't lose or gain fat that quickly. Your your body can't do it. And so, you know, but 13 pounds is a lot of, oh, you, I mean, carry around 13 huge. pounds of, of fluid, go get water jugs. That's a, a heavy. feel so much better. You released 13 pounds of inflammatory water weight and sludge or whatever. And slept better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it just affected so many, and and I improved my clarity and focus even more. 
yeah. you know, outside of what fasting had done. And so there were just so many benefits to it. I tell people, this is my life because this is my lifestyle because I don't ever want to feel crummy like I used to feel again. Ever. Yeah. And and feeling good is the most powerful motivator there is. That's why I would never stop fasting. Yep. Totally. Now, I felt pretty yucky early this week because we just had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I may have brought back in some stuff I had eliminated, but I'm back to feeling good now. So got to get it out of your system. Well, that's the yeah. thing. You're the ish part of our life. Right. Is, it does right. come back in. You know, you're not going to say no to well, and it's like you talked about, tomorrow's another day. I mean, I haven't fallen off the wagon or anything mm-hmm. like that. I chose to eat certain foods that I don't normally eat. They were absolutely amazing. And I didn't beat myself up for it because I know in three days, I'll be, it, I'll, it's fine. So I yep. just, I love the mindset and the, the, I love the mindset behind it more than anything, I think. So after, you know, you ate the Thanksgiving food and you didn't feel great, did your weight pop up several pounds? Oh, yes. Oh, How yes. much? Eight How pounds. much? Did, eight pounds. See? I, that's why I asked. I knew it would be something like that. And, yes. But it eight is impossible pounds. to gain eight pounds of fat that quickly. But my body's screaming. It's going, no, yeah. no, no. This isn't what this isn't what I need. You're retaining so. the fluid. Your lymphatic mm-hmm. system is overloaded. Didn't that's sleep our body. as well. Snored yep. more. You know, all the things. So. Yeah. And then it, it whooshed it right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, did that's have a little bit of like lesson. did have a little bit of a headache for the like Monday and today's Wednesday did have a little bit of a headache Monday, but I knew what it was. I knew it yeah. was just all that mess leaving me. So yeah, and it takes a while for it to work its way through your digestive mm-hmm. system. But mm-hmm. you know, you choose that. You're like, all right, is it worth it? You know, maybe one day you'll be like, no, it's not. But here in the yeah, south, I haven't reached probably that other point yet. Me but. neither. <laughs> We're family family gatherings. You have your traditional foods, right? Yes. And, and, and homemade the, bread and uh, oh and casseroles with pie crust and I, yeah I mean you, come on now it's true mm-hmm. like what is that funky you know shortening in there I don't even care I'm gonna eat who it. cares it's Thanksgiving yeah. let's go well it's true it's it, it's an important time to feast and to celebrate and then we get back to our normal routine and we feel better again and we don't beat right. ourselves up and we're like well I could have chosen not to eat it but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. And my husband even says now he's like, you're, "Don't worry about it. You're you can you'll pop right back in three days." And he's yeah. he's always been very health conscious, and so for him to see the differences that is made is really big too. And he actually fasts now also. I love that. Mm-hmm. So what does his schedule look like? He doesn't open typically before his is a little wider, but eleven mm-hmm. to twelve ish, up until five six ish. Okay. So a five or six hour window. Um, the, it was so funny though when he first started, he he wouldn't let himself eat until twelve, and at like eleven fifty nine, he would be standing in the kitchen ready to go because he would be hangry. He would uh-huh. be like, "Get out of my way! I gotta eat." And now it it just doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't affect him at all. So you know that sounds like Chad. He's surprisingly mm-hmm. rigid. <laughs> A lot of things you say about Chad remind me of my husband. Yeah. What kind of work does he do? Well, he was an elementary school guidance counselor and a high school okay. basketball coach. He's retired now. Okay. I was thinking maybe he was some kind of scientist or math person. He should have been. Know. He should have okay. been. Mm-hmm. Well, because Chad is, he will not, like, some days I'll, I'll be like, he'd be doing something and all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock, 11.01. He's in the kitchen. Yep. Totally. That's exactly <laughs> so how Bradley funny. is. All right. Like 5.01. Mm-hmm. It, it cracks me up. But yeah, they, they just got, whatever works, right? Right. Right. Exactly. And he doesn't deviate. I mean, he just, he, he doesn't. Yeah. I can wave his absolute favorite thing in front of him. And if it's five minutes after, no, my window's closed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
but it that's works for great. him. So that's Chad too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four fifty-seven. I'm like, would you like cheese and crackers? No, it's not time. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yes. they'll be here for the next three minutes. Yes, exactly. Love totally. it. But look, no, I'm not making fun of him. I appreciate it. You got to do what works for I you. I mean, I am a little bit. I am a little bit making fun of Bradley, but still, <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's, with love. It's what he does. But it's how it's everything he does. He's all or nothing. Yeah. So you know. It just goes it's along great. With, I mean, just the fact life. that he's supporting you and and understands. It. Oh, it's amazing. And 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 he's really good at like when the kids say when my daughter is. I'm so conscious about what I say in front of my daughter, and I always. How old have is been. she? She's 13. Okay. And she's amazing. But when she says, when I say something about not eating, or she'll say, "Why aren't you eating?" I'll say, "I'm che- Why why can't you eat that? No, baby, it's not that I can't. It's that I'm choosing not to. Yeah. You know. And he's been really good at changing some of his language around those things too, to indicate this is a choice, guys. This isn't something that we have to do. This is a choice because we want to be healthy, especially since we're older than all of your friends' parents are, you know, and we're doing this because we want to, not because we have to. And, you know, explaining that it doesn't work for your body, you know, since you've got those intolerances that literally don't work for your body and you can see it on the scale and in your fingers and you feel it. Oh, on Thanksgiving day, my 14 year old son was like, mama, you know, you're going to feel bad. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I know, but it's just so good. But yeah, they're totally aware of, of, of it now. I think that's important because you're, you're not saying this is bad. This is good, but you're saying this food does not make me feel great. Yes. And and then you're that's that's an empowering position to take. Yes. It's the opposite of like, oh, I wish I could eat that, but I can't. You know, it's not. You're mm-hmm. not doing that. That the way that we talk to our kids is so important. It's so big. Yes. Yeah. And and do you explain fasting to her? What does she think about that? Yes, I mean to an extent. I don't talk about it too much because mm-hmm. I I do see the weight loss as such a big benefit of it, and I absolutely refuse to discuss anything weight related with her. Good. Just because of how society is and everything. Mm-hmm. But she knows that mama doesn't eat at certain times because mama wants to feel good and it helps her focus and helps her be more productive at work. And later she'll have it and then she'll go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. The struggle is real. It is totally, totally real. And she notices now, like if, if we go, let's say we're having a, a girl's day and we go to cookout or something and get a shake. She notices that I have that shake and I'm, you know, perfectly fine. There's no guilt. There's no, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I'm yeah. cheating. She notices that stuff because she hears her friends, you know, her friends' parents and even even other women, especially in our family, say things like that. And she, I'm thankful that she's not buying into that stuff so far. I love that. And that's the best, the best thing that you can model, you know, enjoying food, but also taking responsibility for how food makes you feel. That's a good thing to model too, you know, like, oh, I'm going to have this shake and it's delicious. I might not feel as great later, but I chose to have it and it's okay. I'm not sorry I did it. <laughs> right. That's why we did our shopping before the shake so that I could keep up with you, you know, and that kind of thing. Now let's have the shake and, and go home. So, yeah. And I, ha- I have a family member that's very near and very near and dear to me. And um, she feels horrible all the time and everything that she eats is processed. Yeah. And I'm like, if you would give it five days, if you would, if you would give it five days and just, you would be amazed at how much better you would feel. But, and you actually might not, not feel great not, at first. Cause so didn't, you, didn't you say you felt bad as you were coming off all of it for the first yes. week or two? Yes, definitely. Cause you have that, she that does withdrawal fast, period. She, okay. she does fast and she went through kind of the adjustment period 
with that. Mm -hmm. And so she, she knows that sometimes it is a little uncomfortable before you get to that comfort spot. Yeah, that's exactly right. So for everybody who's listening, you know, if you've been, you might be new to intermittent fasting because this episode comes out in February, new the time of the year when people are, are new to things health and wellness related, but maybe you've been doing intermittent fasting for a long time and you're not feeling the energy that like you know, Amanda and I are talking about having great energy. Maybe you don't feel that energy. It really could be related to what you're eating and nobody oh, totally. wants to change what they're eating. I, I get it. But food is medicine, right? Yes, completely. And that's the thing, too. When I first started, you know, I said I didn't lose but just a little bit of weight. And my main benefit was the the mental clarity and that kind of thing. But within about three months, I think, of starting, I had to go to the doctor and have a physical and have blood work. And my PA was like, oh, my gosh, what have you been doing? Everything looks so much better. Wow. Well, I hadn't, and at that point, I hadn't really changed the foods I was eating. Yeah. I had just gone to a window. And so that was more proof that this is the way to live. This is what needs to happen. So much better for you. Yeah. For, I, I really think it's important to have blood work before you start. And I wish I did. I wish I had blood work from before I mm-hmm. started. But have the blood work before you start and then see what's happening. So even if like you, like you only lost five pounds at the beginning, but your blood work showed powerful things were happening. Yes, totally. My cholesterol was down. My, um, what's the other thing? A1C. A1C was down and triglycerides were down. I mean, all these things were down and, and not just down, but looked great. And I mean, I had yeah. never really had a problem with it before, but she had cautioned me. And like my I, heart disease does run in my family. And so she had cautioned me about not letting things get out of whack. Right. Um, but I was thrilled to death that, oh my goodness, I can, all I have to do is at that point, oh my goodness, all I have to do is just tighten up my window a little bit and I can still have what I want and my blood works better. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and that may be all people, some people need to do. Some people do not need to change the foods that they're eating. But some of us do better with different foods than what we used to eat. You know, the ultra-processed foods are a problem. And, you know, I'm clean-ish, like I said, but real food needs to form the foundation of mostly what I'm eating. Delicious, And I totally buy into that from our, we, we went through years of infertility. And when you are struggling with infertility, you will do anything anybody says, you know, and I read, I, I read a lot of stuff. I'm a reader. And so I read a lot of stuff about diet and how, you know, organic and, and that kind of thing and how it could affect your reproductive system. And, and I did see differences in how I felt. Right. Um, and even in my cycle, you know, and things like that, just from changing some of the foods that I ate. Like I read this, what you'll like, you'll laugh at this. I read this one book that was talking about this study that had been done on these cows and they were in some pasture and they weren't having calves. So then they moved them to some other pasture with a different kind of grass and they all became fertile. So what does Amanda do? Amanda looks up some kind of supplement that has what these cows are taking. Oh my that God, that's gave funny. them all these calves. And I started thinking, Oh no, I have babies anyway, but it was a, it was a wheatgrass and it was, it was very, very, very nutrient dense. And even back then I could see that, okay, this may not be affecting my fertility, so to speak, but it's definitely making Full me feel better. So I completely yeah. buy into your, your food is your medicine. Now I'm, now, I'm, I'm wondering it, but. if those cows also like maybe the grass, I'm like, I, you know, my curious <laughs> mind, what was making them infertile? Like perhaps that grass had been treated with some kind of treated chemical. Treated with chemicals and that kind yeah. of thing. I'm sure. I don't think we, we recognize, like, like, for example, you talk about gluten as a problem for you. 
I've heard from so many people that, that gluten, is, American wheat is a problem. But if they have European, if they go to Europe, then gluten there is not a problem. So it's not even as much the, the gluten as it is what we're putting on our crops. Here. Right. But my it doesn't matter which it is. It's, it's my husband a took our kids on a um, three-week European, our two oldest wow. kids on a three-week European vacation this summer. And he said that it was unbelievable the foods that he would eat there just wherever they were, you know, that would not affect him the way that they affect him here. Yeah, I think there's I definitely mean, the, something. The American the chemicals. diet is just messed up. Yeah, It's so sad. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> anyway, that that's a, a lot of a lot of the issue, I think, is that, you know, it damages our gut and our health and our hormones. And I learned a lot, like I said, when I was writing Cleanish. And it really opened my eyes to how we're just bathed in these chemicals, you know, from the time before we're even born, really, these days. Mm-hmm. So, so totally. tell me what a typical day in your life looks like as far as the fasting and the feasting and what you might eat. So I get up early. I get up before anybody in my house to have my quiet time. Um, I get up at, at 4.30 and then I leave the house by like 6.30 and get to the office. And then I don't, I have black coffee and water up until one or two, which when I, t- I teach pre-licensing on some days and when mm-hmm. I teach classes always over at 12 or one. Um, so on those days, it's, it's super easy. Sometimes I do struggle a little bit around the 1030 to 11 mark, I think still just out of habit, but I, I don't open my window till one or two, sometimes even later. And then depending on when I, I I'm kind of like you in that I count my window instead of mm-hmm. count my fast. So yeah. whenever I open my window determines when I close it and I typically close around four hours, it's been stretched out a little bit lately to five or six and I definitely feel it. Um, but the four hour window for me is absolutely perfect. Okay. So that's the one that allows you to get in the nutrients your body needs. You feel mm-hmm. satisfied and I sleep well. Yeah. You know, that's that so good. Thing. Those, yeah. those are all the clues. If you're not sleeping, if you don't feel good, if you're starving, those are all the clues that you need to well, and I've discovered too, if I open my window early and then still just go the four hours, like there's a there's a time frame within which I need to close my window that affects my sleep in the best way. So if I eat too close to sleep, it affects me. But if I eat too far from sleep, it affects me. And so I just kind of have my schedule, my day set up around that early afternoon open. And it affects when I set my appointments, when I teach my classes, you know, all those things, because I know I, I know how it's going to affect how I feel. I'm the exact same way. If my window is too shifted early, then I don't sleep. You know, that just, you just made me think of why I couldn't sleep Thanksgiving night. I had an unusual window Thanksgiving day, right? We opened at two. Um, that's when we were at my sister's house. We drove there. It's like a four hour drive. And then we opened at two. I had a really beautiful feast. I was stuffed. I ate past satiety. I was like, I don't even think I can eat dessert an hour and a half (laughs) later. We we did Christmas at the same time. So after we opened the presents, I was able to fit in some dessert. But then I closed at 3.30 and then I didn't eat again. And do you know, I could not sleep. I think you're, I I forgot. It's been a long time since I haven't eaten. I think it was because I closed too early related to my Mm -hmm. bedtime. It affects me. And I'm all about some good sleep. So I'm all the time monitoring what I'm doing to affect my sleep. So yeah. But you're right. I have to have that sweet spot. Your window is very much like mine. Mm-hmm. Two to seven-ish yes. is pretty much my... We, I think we have the same circadian rhythm. <laughs> Probably. Because I would wake up at 4.30 if I could. I mean, my, my eyes would like to. My, my eyes are like, boop, time to wake up. But I make Well, myself... that's the thing. I used to wake up then anyway, but then I would let myself go back to sleep. Well, mm-hmm. now I realize that's just, that's my rhythm. So right. I just go ahead and get up. Because when I would let myself go back to sleep, I would feel worse when yeah. I'd wake up. So, and um, 
I mean, it drives my husband and kids crazy sometimes because I go to bed so early, but it's, it's, it's just what works for me. And what time do you go to bed? Better human. I mean, eight ish, eight 30. I love it. I, I, when the time I changes stay up late if I need yeah. to, but it's pretty hard. Yeah. In the <laughs> summer, do you stay, is, do you stay up a little later in the summer? Mm, probably. Yeah. You know, with the time just changing, yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. I love, I love the current time change we're in though, just because it means people don't want to look at houses so late in the oh. day because it gets dark earlier. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely tell a difference in the morning when I walk outside and it's already sunny as opposed to I, even just on the way to work. I'm, I feel more alert further, that's good. quicker down the road than I do, you know. This is the darker. time change I don't like because I, I can't stay awake. Nine mm-hmm. o'clock, I'm like, I've got to go to bed right now. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. got a friend coming into town next weekend and she's a night owl. And I'm like, I'm going to have to try to stay awake. I don't know. <laughs> We'll we'll see how I can do anyway. So uh, that sounds like you've really figured out what your body loves. And I love to talk about the timing of a window just because, you know, there's a certain train of thought out there in the intermittent fasting world that there is like an ideal window timing. It's like universal based on, they call it circadian fasting. And the, the idea that we are all the same with our circadian rhythm is nonsense. No, it's just not true. Yeah. And you, you figure out, like, you know, if your window is not at the right time for you, it affects your sleep. It affects how you feel. It affects your energy. So you can trust. You don't have to listen to the expert tell you when your window should be. Your body has told you that. Well, and no matter when I go to bed, I wake up at 430. <laughs> Me too. But, you know, and even five, if my alarm doesn't five, go five, off, 30, I yeah. wake up, you know, yeah. within just a few minutes of it. So that's my natural time. That's mm-hmm. that, That's just all there is to it. Yeah, I don't have an alarm. Um, the only time I ever do have an alarm is if I'm traveling and I have to catch a plane, mm-hmm. like when I'm in Arizona or somewhere on you know, Pacific time or something, and I have to get up for an early flight. I'll set my alarm, and then I like have to check it like five times because right. I, I'm like, is it really going to go off? I set like five of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in my normal, I mean, I don't, I don't have alarms. I don't need them. Nope. That's, that's, I could probably go without the main reason that I do have one is because I have this big, wonderful, beautiful doodle that if, if, if it were up to me, I would just stay in bed with her all day long and cuddle. Aww. But if my alarm keeps going off, then I get irritated. You have to get, get up. up. So yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> now I want to talk about your self-published book um, a little bit because, you know, before we started recording, you mentioned that there are a lot of women like, like you and like me who realize we have had ADHD for our whole lives and we were not diagnosed, you know, which, which could have been a blessing, honestly, just because, you know, it allowed us to go through without being medicated. And, you know, we got to be ourselves, but I love your subtitle, 47 years of extra explained. Tell me a little bit about the journey of learning about your ADHD. So I have always been, I'm one of those extroverted introverts. So when I, my choice is to be alone and to hermit up. But when I am around people, I feed off of them and my energy goes through the roof. And so I have always been known as being, you know, hyper and, and extra this and extra that, whether it was good or bad, there, there was just no, there was never any middle ground with me. So anyway, um, a few years ago, I was at home and I st- and just to make a super long story short, started feeling like I was having a heart attack. And so called 911, ended up going to the hospital, was not having a heart attack, basically wasn't diagnosed with anything. And so after several days in the hospital, every test under the sun, 
my PA was like, you basically had a panic attack. And she had been trying to get me to go to therapy for a while anyway. And I was always like, why? I'm no busier or no more anxious than any other 40-something mom with three kids who has a full-time job and takes care of her grandma, you know, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, she, at that point, she was like, okay, if you don't make an appointment for therapy, therapy, I'm not going to fill your prescriptions. And I was like, okay. Um, So I made an appointment and it was, it was a, a Zoom with a therapist here locally. And I mean, within an hour, she was like, your problem is not this and your problem is not this and it's not a problem. You have undiagnosed ADHD. And even then I was like, no, I'm not climbing the walls. I, I can sit still. No, I, you know, I, I made good grades, all those things. And then just the more I started looking into it and researching it, and then, and then I didn't end up getting formally diagnosed. Now, do you it. medicate it now? I do. As, okay. um, I do a little, a little bit, um, mainly because, so I started, it's actually kind of interesting and, and kind of sad. I started with some medication that just did not work for me for a variety of reasons. However, I could definitely tell a difference in my ability to focus, especially at work and stick to my time blocks and and that kind of thing. And so I went off of that one. That's a whole nother podcast, but went off of that one and then ended up saying, I'm not, I'm not taking anything. I'm just going to keep going because I already took meds for depression and a couple of other things. Mm -hmm. But because I knew, okay, I could be focusing better than this. We did get experimental and try something else. And it's actually, it's working very well. And it's, but it's not making me lose my joy. I'm still the same person. I'm just, I'm just able to focus a little bit better, which helps make me more productive. I medicate with coffee. Yeah. Oh, well now I'm a big old coffee drinker. And I've got the brain that the coffee works for. Like, you know, when I was a teacher, you know, I remember learning as a teacher that caffeine as a stimulant calmed the ADHD brain and, you know, putting, putting those pieces together, that explains why I have always had such a big caffeine. I'm like, I drink coffee. It makes my brain feel smooth and yes. focused. So it, it does hype me up, so to speak, and that it makes me more alert and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it definitely puts me on a more even keel. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's my caffeine for sure. Yeah, caffeine, it, it, a friend. stimulant can really do the opposite. And so are you like me? If you take Benadryl, does it make you wired? Oh, my gosh. Does it? It makes me want to jump out of my skin. See, that's, yes. that's a really good indication. People who are not my sure. restless legs crazy. Yes. Oh, my Benadryl, God, you're right. absolutely is torture. Benadryl is the worst. So people who mm-hmm. take those things for sleep, I'm like, I don't understand because it makes me feel crazy. Like anesthesia sometimes does that too. Mm-hmm. Like anyway. The only time that Benadryl has ever been really effective for me was when I was in the hospital about to have one of my children and I had a reaction to something and they pumped it through the IV and I was out immediately. But if I just take like Benadryl at home or whatever, yeah. it, it it's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I think that's almost like a diagnostic. If you, What does Benadryl do to you? If Benadryl mm-hmm. makes you feel crazy, you probably have an ADHD yes. brain. Yes. Don't quote me on that, everybody. I don't know that that's scientific. I agree, though. But- I totally agree. It's it's just, anecdotally. I've talked to a lot of people in the same situation, but um, so you wrote your book and you self published it. When did it come out? So I I didn't start out with the self publishing thing, but I basically became impatient and just took the bull by the horns and just ran with it. Um, it came out September twenty first, my brother's birthday. He was my biggest supporter, oh. so I had it come out on his his birthday and um, 
its ebook and then you can also do I did it through KDP, you know, with right. Amazon. Kindle Direct and Publishing. So, I would recommend so that for everybody. It was wonderful. And so people can, you know, get a get a paperback copy or whatever if they, they want print to. On some demand. people do still yeah. And some people do still want that book. You yeah. know, they want to feel it and hold it and that kind of thing. Um and I'm kind of the same way. So um ended up putting it out there and it's so funny the feedback I get people with because I tell people everybody should read it because even if you don't have ADHD, it may help you have some insight into somebody that you love that does. Right. Because we all have somebody in our world that does. Yep. And it's so the feedback that I get from folks with ADHD versus the feedback that I get from folks without ADHD is completely different. It's both positive. I mean, I've been very, very pleased with what people have said, which maybe, maybe the people that haven't spoken have not had anything good to say, but hey, they're being nice. But the people with ADHD are like, oh my gosh, you hit the nail on the head. This was this was a day in my life. Da, da, da. The people with non-ADHD were like, this was so helpful, but it was a little choppy. You think? <laughs> That's, <laughs> that is, welcome. Okay. That is an now that you is understand of our lives. Right. right. Now you get it. <laughs> and your brain just jumps from thing to thing. Yes. That's yes. like very quickly. And it can mm-hmm. drive people crazy. Like mm-hmm. like Chad thinks I make decisions really quickly because my brain is jumping from thing to thing. And I'm like, I've actually yes. been thinking about this for 42 for, years. And for I finally years. made the exactly. decision. You think I made the decision in one minute, but I've been thinking exactly. about it for years. I've been ruminating right? on it forever and ever and yeah. ever. And that's why like, I laugh at the whole stereotype of the, the, the girls with ADHD. The stereotype is that they're, you know, flighty all over the place, airheaded. There is no air in that brain because that brain is full of everything going on around them. And so I just I laugh at some of the terms that people use. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15 percent cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events. And it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. But anyway, I just, I see with, I have two sons and a daughter and I see how the same traits in my sons are treated differently than those same traits in my daughter yeah. by society. And when I, when I start, my life's an open book, my poor husband. Um, and, you know, I put it all on Facebook, which Ditto. I have to start being careful <laughs> with that now because my kids are older and right. aware. But anyway, um, you know, I started just posting things on Facebook that were just, you know, reflections and self-awareness. And I started calling them ADHD Chronicles. And I would, every time I would post something, I would be like, Amanda, 
take that down. That was stupid. Nobody cares. Or that was too much or whatever. And I would go to take it down and I would have a message from somebody that was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. That's exactly how my granddaughter is. Now I understand. Da, 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 da. And so I had a, a friend of mine who is a therapist who asked me if she could share, if I could put together like a brochure to share with some of her patients around ADHD and women and that kind of thing. And I was like, sure. And that's just kind of where the idea came. I've always, I've been one of those people that from the day, from the day I was born, I've wanted to write a book. Yeah. It's just, as the years have gone on, the subject has changed. That was me Um, too. (laughs) I outlined books so many times over the years. I was always outlining a book. I love it. We we have so much in common. It's, it is, it's really funny. And so that's when, but then I was like, you know what, this isn't going away. This, this desire to to have a book is not going away because Mm -hmm. this is how my brain is wired now that I'm aware I have ADHD. So by golly, I'm going to, I don't even really want to call it a book. It's more just a compilation of, of things. Right. Um, But yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Well, that's how Delay Don't Deny got started. And, you know, seven years ago, I wrote that book. I self-published it. And I want everybody to hear this. So you said, I wanted to probe this a minute ago, that you said a minute ago. You act, Did you actually start trying to go through like a someone who was like helping you publish it? And then you decided to veer off and go your own way? So I didn't think that I had time to do it, but I knew mm-hmm. that I had the material just from right. journal entries and Facebook and that kind of thing. And so I started with a publishing company that had a ghostwriter. Okay. And I absolutely hated yeah. how long it took and how they changed right. my words. No. And I, I finally was like, okay, I I need it to sound like me. Right. I, I need it to be me. And no, it may not have, you know, be complete sentences and it might be random and, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But, but part of the reason I'm doing this is to help other women like me. So why would I want to water that down. And anyway, so I just got frustrated and finally was like, I'm taking back control of this sucker and getting it done. Yeah. I think that's so important. (laughs) I I didn't realize how many books are ghostwritten. I had no idea Mm -hmm. until I wrote my books. And then I'm now part of this health and wellness community. And most of the health and wellness books are not written by the person. (laughs) Like they, they craft the ideas together, but someone else writes it. Well, I and no I don't idea. know if they were, I don't know if they were throwing all my stuff together and putting it into some, you know, AI generator or what, but it just wasn't me. It, yeah. I would read it and I well, would these be days. like, this, I would never say things like this. Right. And I mean, my mama is, was an English teacher. So I use good grammar, you know, good punctuation, all that stuff. But it wasn't just trying to take me writing as I talk and turn it into the, the correct written language. It was just changing the whole tone. Right. And I just, I I couldn't handle it. Well, the reason I wanted to talk about the publishing process is that I want to really get across. I know this is a podcast about intermittent fasting, but, you know, I think it's about all areas of our life that we can grow. Mm -hmm. If you've got a book inside of you, write it. Kindle Direct Publishing is a way anybody can get their work out there. Anybody can. If you've got a child, one of your kids wants to write, help them do it. You know, anybody can, it's free to get a book out there. I designed my own cover for Delay on Tonight on Canva. Mm -hmm. I found, you know, templates. I just upload, you upload it and there it is. Bam. It's, it's, you don't, it doesn't cost a thing. You don't need somebody to do it for you. It needs to be in your own voice. I think a rough, rougher voice of your own voice is way better than some polished up AI junk. Right. That's right. what I And think. I mean, I've even taken it and like I've, I was productivity coach in our office for a few years, which means I worked with all the new agents. 
and help them get up and running as far as, you know, starting their business correctly with a good foundation and that kind of thing. And I've, I've even taken some of those lessons and put them into a little, I would say, booklet. But, you know, they can go, agents all over the country, if they want to, they can go on there and if free, if they have Kindle, can pull it up and read real stories from somebody that's been there. And I just think that's so valuable. It really so is. Valuable. I just want to encourage everybody to do it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, one of my um, my mentors in the health and wellness space said, you know, take imperfect action. That's her, her, one of her catchphrases. But I love it. Take imperfect action. We have a bold law that's progress, not perfection. Yeah. And that's bold as a class that we that we take. And it's so true. Just and the thing about it with the ebook is if you see an error, you can go back in and change it later. <laughs> One hour after I hit you know? publish on Delay, Don't Deny, somebody mm -hmm. who was in my community at the time said, in my Facebook group said, you got a typo in the introduction. Oh, <laughs> did that drive you so crazy? I was like, all right. So I just fixed it and re-uploaded it. Literally, bam. I mean, yep. it's, you just fix it. Yeah, it did drive <laughs> yes. me crazy. Yes. <laughs> Typos are everywhere. That's what Chad says, but he's not wrong. I, I did a TikTok recently and something that I was so fired up about what I was talking about, that something that I wrote on the on the screen, I misspelled something. And so then the next day I was like, I know all y'all that know me as the grammar and, and punctuation police are laughing because, yes, I did misspell a word. Well, you know, AI up. does that but, now. I was on a mm -hmm. podcast. Um, someone interviewed me for a podcast and the email about it had AI generated quotes. And I was like, I did not say those words because I would, mm -hmm. that's AI had snipped it together. So a lot of those yeah. generated stuff now is just blame it on AI. Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, you know, tell me some of your non-scale victories. Oh my word. So many, so, so many. So the first one that I ever noticed was I was my grandma's caretaker for three years at the end of her life. And she was in and out of the hospital. And during COVID, she was in the hospital and technically wasn't supposed to be there and had a wonderful nurse that I knew that basically stunk me in. But because of my fasting, I didn't have to worry about sneaking in and out of the room to get food to go eat. and that kind of thing. I mean, I was able to stay with her at one point four full days and I had brought food from home and I was fine and yeah. I never once had to leave the room. And that was huge. That yeah, was really that important. Huge. I'm and glad a, you got and a to good be with time her. With her. Yeah. Skin is clearer. It's cheaper. Like it's yeah. cheaper. I used to, and I, and I used to put so much time and energy into, okay, when am I going to eat again? Where am I going to eat? What am I going to have? Like I'd be eating breakfast, already planning my snack. And then I'd be eating my snack, already planning my lunch. You know, that's just gone. Right. And so that's, that, that that's hard to quantify, but it's just huge. And then a neat one that I had recently was my husband and I, we have our 25th anniversary coming up and he just turned 50. And so we went on a little, just a little few day trip just to celebrate his birthday and, and anniversary. And I actually, even though I weigh a ton more than I did on our wedding day, I actually fit in the nightgown oh, that wow. I wore the night of our wedding. So That's autophagy fun. is real. Now I didn't say it looked as good. I did not say that, but it did go on. There you and go. it just amazes me. Autophagy amazes me with how it changes your body and, and changes how you're put together. And, well, and, and you know, the body recomposition skin, you know, of fasting. It's crazy. Yeah, because unreal. we are tapping into our fat stores. We have low mm -hmm. insulin. We finally, our body can see all the fat. Our body can mm -hmm. access it, unlike when we were doing low-calorie diets before. So our body is going to burn the fat because it can. 
So mm-hmm. we're not going to have the muscle loss that we have with the traditional low calorie diet. And your body right. is showing that you're, you're at a much heavier scale weight, but you've lost a lot of fat and maintain the muscle. And then there's other things like when I teach, you know, I don't have to worry about, okay, when can I take, when do I need to take a break? Because I'm, I'm getting the shakes because my blood sugar is all over the place or, or whatever. I just teach. I just go. And then when we do have breaks, if students have questions, I'm not rushing down the hall to, you know, to wolf down a snack. I'm actually able to ha- answer their questions and interact with them and that kind of thing. And so I think just the simplification overall is, is the biggest non-scale, non-scale victory. Yep. And we have to kind of be aware of the people who are frequent eaters that might be around us and like planning for them. Like when we were driving to Thanksgiving, you know, Chad doesn't, Chad doesn't normally fast till two and Will just kind of eats whenever. And so I'm in the car. I'm like, now, does anyone need food? Should we plan for that? (laughs) They both waited till we got there. But, you know, you have to be conscious of other people might need to eat, even though you don't. Well, and I used to have crazy, and I don't know if it's blood sugar or electrolytes or what, but I used to have crazy spikes, which now I realize ADHD intensifies those spikes even more, you know, and I would, I would get to the point several times during the day where I would just be shaky. And if I don't eat something, I'm going to throw up. That's blood sugar. And I actually did throw up, you know, a few times. That doesn't happen anymore. I don't have to panic about, oh, I have to keep something in my car because if that happens when I'm out showing property, you know, I, I used to have to keep stuff with me so that if that did happen when I was out showing property, I wouldn't just lose it in front of these people that I had just met, you know, that kind of thing. And so there's, there's just, there's so many non-scale victories. It's, it's hard to even, I made a list, but I could go on and on and on with my non-scale victories. Well, I think that blood sugar regulation is one that's really, really important. And it's the opposite of what people think will happen. Like people who have trouble with hypoglycemia, like reactive hypoglycemia, it's because of what we're eating and eating all the time. And when we stop eating all the time, our blood sugar doesn't just keep crashing. When you're fasting clean, your blood sugar normalizes and stays steady during the fast. So for anybody who's worrying about that, like like you and like me, always having to have snacks with us in the past, that doesn't happen when you're fasting clean. Nope, not it's at all. It's completely and different. And if I do, I still do occasionally get like a little bit shaky or something, but I recognize that, okay, this probably isn't hunger. This is probably something else. So I do at times stick a little bit of salt under my tongue, uh-huh. you know, little things like that. But but I, you're just so much, I, I know, okay, in 10 minutes, I'm going to feel differently. So just chill for a minute, let it pass. And then everything will be fine. So it could be and electrolytes also often. for you. It could be mm-hmm. something with that. You know, that that's something we do have to keep in mind when we're fasting, just because if we drink a lot of fluid while we're fasting, you know, our bodies need to have the fluid, obviously, when we're digesting food. But if you're not eating, you're not digesting food, you don't need as much fluid intake during that fasting time. And if you drink like you used to when you were eating all day, you might actually deplete your electrolytes. Well, and I'm a cereal drinker. Like I always have my coffee or my water. Right, I mean, look, always. It's I got two. I'm always. showing you my two. Yeah. I've got my, I just finished my coffee and I have my mm-hmm. water here and my Georgia Tech mm-hmm. Tervis Tumbler. So, yep. yeah, so I mean, two I, beverages I within, within reach. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's part of it. Is there anything that you struggle with? I still struggle with wanting to change it up. You know, I've, I've, we talked a little while ago about how I feel like I know my window. I know my biorhythm. I know what works for me, but I still get bored sometimes. And so like I, I took a, stuck a toe in ADF for a little while. That was not, that didn't, that did not agree with me. 
I'll still think, okay, well, I'm not going to have my peppers at the beginning. I'm going to have my peppers at the end and I'm going to open, you know, here and I'm going to da, 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 da. So that's, that's a big struggle is just sticking with it consistently. But I've always had a problem with consistency. <laughs> so that's no surprise. Um, and then just social situations where if I'm if I'm at a if I'm at a class and they're having brunch and all I smell is eggs and bacon, like I'm going I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time with that. But other than that, it's not really a struggle. It's made things it's made my life so much easier. Well, I love that. And that's really, you know, what fasting is, is all about. Once we get started and it becomes our lifestyle, it's amazing how much it simplifies our day and makes us feel so much better. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I wish I knew and understood that not everybody's the same. Yeah. And just that's because huge. something, yeah, just because something works for Jen or just because something works for you know, this person doesn't mean that that's going to be what works for me and tweak it till it's easy. Yeah. Like you say, and it's okay to do it gradually. Looking back, of course, I wish that I had figured out earlier that this is, this is what my window needs to be. And these are the foods that I need to eat. But, you know, like I said, in the beginning, even though I was still eating gross food and that kind of thing, I just felt so much better. And so if you don't lose a ton of weight to start with, Things are happening in your body that are so good. So go get some blood work done and look at how your blood work compares to how it used to. And that will keep you motivated. It's it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily going to be an overnight sensation. Yeah, oh, that's so important. And, you know, sometimes we, we have people join the community and they're like, I listen to the podcast and everybody just starts and it's effortless and the weight falls off and it's quick. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that right. is not true. First of all, the people who email me and want to share their story are often the ones who that that is their experience, right? But that's not how it how it is for so many people. And you have to tweak it till it's easy and work with your unique biology and eat the foods that work for you and make you feel good and make you feel satisfied at the time that works for you. There are people who wake up and they have a morning window first thing. And they like to go to bed with a totally empty stomach. Not oh, you and imagine. me. I, I, I'm just <laughs> no. like, bless your heart. But I believe mm-hmm. them that that is what works for them. Right. And, right. and that's what it's all about. It is about the individuality and giving yourself permission to tweak the what, the when, the how. You fast clean. That's it. That's the only non-negotiable. Fast clean when you're fasting. But then the rest is yours to experiment with, to figure out what works for you. And you can find it. Well, and just give yourself grace. I mean, I did all the diets. I did the Mm -hmm. HCG shots and, you know, all the things. And it was so much shame and so much, oh, you you have to do better before you come back in next time. Tomorrow's another day. Like Scarlett O'Hara says, tomorrow's another day. Just everything is going to be fine. Just just jump back in and embrace it as a lifestyle. And you will see results. You will see benefits over time. Absolutely. Well, Amanda... It has been just a joy to talk to you. And thank you so much for telling your short story today. Thank you so much, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. 
Also, don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.